Welcome to Drilling Deep. I'm your host, John Kingston. Drilling for oil is the way to get it, and oil is needed to make diesel, so that's why we call the show Drilling Deep. But we don't just talk about oil. We talk about lots of other stuff, too. The thing we're going to talk about here today is the price of used trucks, which have been on a wild ride since the pandemic. Nobody knows more about those prices than Chris Visser of J.D. Power. He's our guest here today, and he is still recovering from the whiplash movements of that market. He'll be with us in a few minutes. Everybody always likes to talk about normalcy. A return to normalcy is a great phrase. You can use it in all sorts of ways, in talking about politics, in talking about markets, in talking about family life. Let's get back to normal. Who can disagree with that? So let's just declare here that when it comes to inventories of ultra-low sulfur diesel in the U.S., we're pretty much back to normal. Without inundating you with numbers, here are a few of the key ones. The five-year average for total U.S. ULSD inventories in the second week of December is about 114 million barrels. Now, let me point out that that figure excludes 2020 when things were totally out of whack because, well, it was 2020. We've now had nine consecutive weeks of ULSD inventories going up. The low level of that where we started was about 94.3 million barrels before the run. And I can tell you, that was low. I don't even give you data about how it compares to the past. It was low. Now, the latest report shows you that ULSD inventories are a little over 108 million barrels. So just 6 million barrels below the five-year average for this time of year. So yes, still a little low, but nowhere as abnormally low as they were a few weeks ago. Back then, they were about 80% of normal. Now they're about 94 to 95% of normal. That is a big, big change. What made that happen? Demand is down, but I talked about that last week. So let's focus on an old-fashioned human sentiment, greed. Remember Gordon Gecko and his famous declaration that greed is good from the movie Wall Street? Diesel consumers seeing prices slide should declare that, yes, greed is good, and they are now benefiting from it. I know you're going to say greed is bad and you you got hurt on the way up, but that's not really the case. Tight inventories were ultimately the primary reason why diesel went up so much higher than crude oil did. And yes, part of the reason that inventories grew, has have grown recently, is that the demand for diesel is clearly going down. You see that in freight rates. They're a direct function of the demand for truck for trucking dropping. The statistics show it, though the latest report did show an upturn in, uh, in diesel demand after several weeks of significant declines. No, the greed I talk about is in two numbers. First, the spread between crude and diesel. It's been incredibly high, and that means that a refiner can make lots of money making and selling diesel. A refiner has two big choices to make at the start of the day. First, how hard do I run my refining system? The second, how much diesel versus gasoline versus jet fuel versus other stuff do I want to make? That second question gets translated into various ways that you can operate at a refinery. One of the things you do if you want to make more diesel, for example, is you buy crudes whose physical chemistry produces a lot of diesel. They don't all do the same thing. We don't have data right now on the types of crudes that refiners have recently been running, but we do have data on how hard they've been running their plants. For the two weeks straddling the end of November and the start of December, U.S. refiners ran at more than 95%, which is a very strong level. It dropped in the most recent report to under 93%, but still, that's a nice, healthy number. And why? because they could make so much money doing it. Refinery economics are incredibly complex, and I almost feel guilty 
giving you numbers that are drawn from a simple comparison, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you just take the front month ultra low sulfur diesel price on CME, convert it to dollars per barrel, and then subtract the price of Brent crude, which of course is priced in dollars per barrel, you get a number that is a very rough estimation on the profitability of making diesel in a refinery. Last year, for all of 2021, that number averaged about 38 cents per gallon. If you did it from the start of November this year, up until just a few days ago, that spread was about a full dollar higher than that average 2021 number. So yeah, the refiners are greedy. They wanted to capitalize on those eye-popping spreads for making diesel. As a result of that, those bone-dry inventories from a few weeks ago aren't looking all that bad. In fact, they're looking kind of normal, a return to normalcy. I am sure if you're a diesel consumer, you're pretty happy about it. Time to move on here on Drilling Deep. I don't know if you've got any plans to give one of your loved ones or a friend a used truck for Christmas. If you do, we've got the guy that you want to speak to. When it comes to used truck pricing, nobody has more information than J.D. Power. And the man sitting atop all that organization's research is Chris Visser, the commercial truck senior analyst at J.D. Power. Chris, you were a guest on Drilling Deep when it was just audio, and now we get to see you too. So welcome back. Hey, great to see you, John. Thanks for having me. So you look pretty, you know, you look pretty good. I mean, which is kind of surprising given that for what you do, you have been whipsawed up and down, left and right uh, for really, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. I'm sure you've seen movements in uh, used truck prices like you never, ever could have envisioned. What's it been like? Uh, it's been a wild ride. And I'll tell you, I'm lucky that I'm not actually a check writer for any of these trucks because it, it would have been, uh, I would have lost all my hair instead of just some of it. Uh, you know, if, if last year, 2021, was the most dramatic price increases we've ever seen in our lifetimes, uh, 2022 represented, uh, you know, kind of a cooling off of that environment. Uh, you know, we, as, we've, as we've been talking about for about a year and a half now, uh, prices started rising uh, explosively uh, in late 2020, early 2021, as the spot rate market uh, went through the roof, uh, you know, surpassing contract rates. Uh, combine that with uh, lack of availability of new trucks uh, and a tight supply of used trucks, suddenly you had uh, a need for increased capacity and there was no iron available to move all that uh, volume of freight. Uh, so everybody turned to the used truck market, uh, resulted in you know bizarre uh, situations like uh, auction pricing being as high or higher than retail pricing because people were so desperate to obtain iron. Uh, you know, so that environment was true up until about late 2021 when, uh, you know, the freight market started to get back down to normal. Spot rate mark, uh, spot rates came down pretty dramatically. And, uh, you know, as of January, February this year, uh, spot rates were, uh, you know, starting to weaken and, uh, the used truck market cooled, uh, to some extent, uh, as a result. Uh, right now, I'd say we're, uh, we're actually doing a little bit better than I thought we'd be doing at this point. We're still 30 to 40% above the last strong used truck market in 2018 in terms of pricing. And pricing in general has uh, leveled off to some extent since August or September of this year. So I think we're kind of in a nice spot right now where uh, new trucks have been being delivered uh, at a relatively healthy rate for four or five months. 
but it still hasn't been enough to uh, saturate the market with used trades yet. So we're kind of in an equilibrium that might look a little bit different after we get through the holidays. Yeah, I mean, that's the comparison between 2018 and now. 2018 would have been all driven by higher spot rates. You didn't have any big interruption from OEMs. And this time, of course, OEMs had to do some shutdowns or some cutbacks because of COVID. So you had the, the higher demand because of rates, plus that loss of supply. Do you have any kind of thumbnail number about how much new supply we lost? No, I mean, I, the way I look at that is through uh, firms who track uh, capacity utilization, which is basically the percentage of uh, trucks that are on the road actively moving freight. Uh, and that was at 100%. Uh, literally every truck on the, that was available on the road was engaged in moving freight uh, during the height of the bubble. Uh, that's pulled back, according to these firms, uh, you know, roughly to the 90% range, uh, which is still higher than historically typical. Uh, so that's kind of how I look at capacity and, and roll all of the, uh, you know, number of used trucks that are uh, that are in excess or uh, or lost or gained. Uh, that, that's kind of an easy way of looking at it because it does correlate to uh, used truck pricing, which is what I spend most of my time focusing on. Now, is there when when I've seen your report, I don't write about it anymore. My colleague, my colleague Alan Adler, does, but I have written about it before. You've got several different uh, categories of sales. Uh, I guess you what you report is are vehicles that are at least three years old, and then you could kind of like three, four, five, six years old. Uh, can you give us some kind of indication of just? I mean, you threw out a number before of how much has fallen, but can you be a little more specific on? Let's say what uh, uh, let's say a three-year-old vehicle might have got, uh, you know, at, at the peak of the market versus today. Yeah, well, if you don't mind, I'll look at four-year-old because uh, okay. I think four, four-year-old is where the highest volume of used trucks are because it's right in the middle of that three to five-year trade cycle that most fleets are on. Uh, so if we're looking at four-year-old, that's a 2019 model year truck right now, and if we look at uh, 2018 time period, that truck was roughly about $60,000 at auction. Uh, peak of the bubble, it was it went up to about 120000 at auction for that same mileage truck, same spec and mileage. Uh, now we're down to, uh, let's call it about uh, 80. Uh, we're still about 30 to 40% above that, uh, that $60,000 uh, 2018 level. Uh, on the retail side, things were a little less drastic. The retail market usually takes a few months to adjust to trends up or down, and the uh, you know the pricing swings aren't as high up or down either. Uh, so, used, uh, on the retail side, we're still 30 percent uh, above 2018. Uh, things were uh, less drastic on the upswing, where instead of you know 100 percent plus increase in price, it was more more like a 60 percent or so. Uh, so, you know, also, like I said, the auction and retail markets were equal in pricing for a few months there during the height of the bubble. Uh, but then the auction is back down into the $80,000 range or so. And the spread between auction and retail is, uh, is back to normal. Uh, on a 2019 truck, it's roughly about $30,000 now, which is typical. Okay. So 30000 what would that be percentage-wise? Uh, I mean, is, is the percentage fairly standard, the difference between auction and retail? Yeah, about 30%. 30, yeah. Oh, I think 30%. So 30%. I see. Okay. Why then would uh, somebody selling a used truck ever sell into the auction market if, uh, if retail is so much better? Uh, well, you know, auctions are a good way to liquidate a large amount of inventory. Uh, not all sellers or most sellers of inventory don't want to go through the process of 
uh, reconditioning their own inventory uh, and, you know, might need uh, repairs or maintenance uh, and things like that. Uh, so if you're a fleet, uh, an auction is a good source of uh, uh, a way to liquidate uh, unneeded inventory. Uh, the retail side, that's usually the, uh, that's where dealers operate. Uh, sometimes fleets, when the, when the market is very strong, they'll sell their own equipment at retail, do some reconditioning to it. But generally, the retail market is the purview of, uh, of dealers who are willing to put in the, the time and expense to uh, recondition a truck, potentially put a warranty on it, and uh, ensure the truck is ready for the end user. I see. So it's not the same vehicle just sold through different channels. Right. You'll have vehicles of the same age, year, make, model, spec, but yeah, they'll be in yeah. usually different condition. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's notable. I cover the rider earnings for freightways when they come out every quarter. And I guess about three years ago, right around 2019, when you talked about kind of the low of the market, they took a really significant depreciation on the value of their used vehicles. And the thing is that they're not because they were operating under some assumptions of what they would get uh, for their fleets uh, when in the resale. And they were, of course, a major reseller of trucks. And uh, the numbers have been coming in so far above that it's really been a significant boost to their earnings because they've they've kind of booked for lower numbers and they've gotten significantly higher numbers. So and obviously that's kind of what you're seeing. Um, so uh, what, what was the low? Was the low, let's say, at the start of the pandemic in 2020 or was it kind of the middle of that crummy, lousy market in 2019? Yeah, uh, pricing was pretty bad in 2019. We were actually getting towards, you know, I think most economists would say we were getting close to recession uh, in the macro economy at the end of 2019. Uh, and used truck market was no different. Uh, I'd say there really wasn't much change between 2019. There were a two, three-month dip in 2020 when pricing dropped, uh, and it, it probably dropped too much for our data to catch it uh, uh, in that short period of time. And if we did, I didn't make any valuation changes based on that. Uh, immediately anyway. So for a two, two three month period in early 2020, right after the shutdowns, call it March, uh, April, uh, that's when the worst of the market hit and it dropped, uh, pretty dramatically. I don't have exact numbers on it, but it, it was, it was a negative spike that I, I didn't even bother to analyze because after two, three months, it, uh, shot back up and, uh, it, you know, all that, that short term loss was undone. And, uh, Mid late 2020 is when uh, prices started to, to increase away from 2019. But yeah, 2019 was uh, was on track to be a, a pretty bad uh, period for uh, the economy in general as well as these trucks. Right now, you said the vehicles this year have done better than uh, than you would thought. I mean, if you're looking at the the drop in rates, it's been tremendous, and you're saying the vehicles use the vehicle sales are not dropping anywhere near the decline in rates. Are you thinking like we're right before the storm and it's we, we've still got a long way to go? It's kind of like diesel prices. You know, futures prices go way down. Wholesale prices go way down. Retail takes its sweet time uh, following. Uh, are, do you see something like that going on in the used truck market? Do we still have a ways to go? I'm not sure if we're going to see a cliff event. I think if <clears throat> I think we'll return to depreciation in the auction and the retail channels after the holidays, uh, you know, just logically the you know the freight environment continues to correct back towards historical trends. Uh, spot rates seem to have hit a floor. Uh, maybe even seen an uptick recently because of the holidays. But uh, you know for the past few weeks, uh, maybe even more than a month, spot rates have have been flat. Uh, contract rates are still extremely high. Uh, set to come down, of course, but still strong historically. Uh, so you know the freight side of the market. Uh, you know there's that dance between. Uh, 
industry and businesses that overordered inventory earlier in the year. Uh, done a pretty good job working through that inventory. Uh, so I'm optimistic that after the holidays, we might get back into an ordering mode uh, in industry and, and business in general, uh, for which would cause you know more production from overseas and more shipping and, and freight demand and, and that whole cascading uh, series of factors. Uh, so I'm optimistic that we're not going to see a, a cliff event in the used truck market. Of course, the other side is is supply of trucks. Uh, like I said, the, the you know build rate and delivery rate of new trucks has been pretty pretty healthy, uh, low twenty thousand range per month, which is historically healthy. Uh, so that has not yet resulted in a in a oversupply of used trucks. Um, you know, I am mildly concerned about model year 2019-2020 build rate. Uh, those trucks are becoming four and five years old now, which you know is is a very uh, high volume uh, typically. Uh, supply of trades. Uh, so it'll all depend on uh, the freight market in general. Uh, we know that supply of trucks is going to increase. Uh, that's going to get back to normal. Uh, so depreciation will return uh, in early 2023. Uh, not yet seeing a, a cliff event in used truck pricing. Though. Right. Do you do you track? I know you don't track the identity of the buyers in the used market, but I mean, you've got a lot of contacts in that field. Uh, were they seeing, especially with the rates going higher in 2020, 2021, uh, new buyers coming in that just hadn't been there before? Or were these like uh, employee drivers that decided to go out on their own because the rate was so good? Do you kind of get some sense of what the pool of buyers looked like over the last couple of years? Any different than normal? Yeah, all of the above. So, yeah, former company drivers going out and establishing their own authority to become owner operators. That was a big one. Uh, and generally they bought their, you know, they wanted to buy a newer truck. Uh, so that helped demand, uh, exacerbate the, the lack of demand uh, or the lack of supply. And also, uh, lots of new drivers getting into the market for the first time. So, uh, you know, recent immigrants, uh, who may have been working, uh, jobs like construction, uh, getting into driving because they saw that, uh, you know, they could get, uh, amazing rates per mile on the spot market. So they, they became, uh, owner operators or went to work for a fleet as well. Uh, so that required more capacity, uh, more trucks taken out of the marketplace and put into service. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, people entering the, the industry for the first time, also seasoned veterans who had been driving for fleets going to form their own authorities, uh, all of the above. Do you, are you seeing any dichotomy between automatic and manual transmission? You know, I, I don't know the whole history of automatic transmissions, but certainly they've been com becoming more predominant. I, won't, I, don't know if, I, I even don't know if I want to say predominant because I don't have the data, but certainly more frequent. And obviously that's been a, a real tool for recruiting drivers. They don't have to worry about, you know, a 32-point uh, stick shift in the truck. Uh, is there a distinction in the used truck market between manual vehicles and automatic vehicles? It has to become more prominent as more automatic vehicles are turning up on the roads. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, about 10 years ago, uh, things changed pretty dramatically in favor of auto automated transmissions uh, for the for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, prior to that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, most of the AMTs on the market were still considered somewhat unreliable uh, or costly to maintain. Uh, that started to change around 20, uh, 10 years ago or so with the, the newer generation of AMTs. Uh, they're still more, more complex than a manual transmission, of course, but there's, they were started to be seen as more reliable. Uh, then you got to the point where the driver uh, 
difficult, you know, difficulty in finding drivers uh, got uh, so difficult that fleets were buying AMTs just to attract newer drivers, uh, people who were new to the uh, to driving in general, because like you said, then they didn't have to learn how to drive a multi-speed transmission. Uh, and the fuel economy uh, benefit was pretty dramatic as well. Um, you know, I get you know the rule of thumb is uh, you know the top ten percent or so of, of seasoned veteran drivers can still get somewhat better fuel economy driving a manual transmission, but everyone else gets either the same or better uh, driving an AMT. So uh, you know it just makes sense uh, if you want to attract drivers and uh, get a stable uh, fuel economy figure, uh, you'll, you'll go with an AMT on the used market. Uh, AMT versus a, a 10-speed manual uh, probably has around a $7,000 uh, premium, uh, or I should say a 10-speed manual is about a $7,000 deduct uh, on a typical weight model truck. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, uh, that's, a, that's a significant number. Yeah, agreed. Yep. yep. Uh, now, 13-speed uh, manual, uh, less of a deduct, might even be a wash compared to an AMT just because there's so so much fewer of them, and there are still buyers, uh, owner-operators who want a 13-speed. And then an 18-speed uh, is probably uh, the same or or a premium to uh, an AMT. In fact, in our in our guide, we have about a four or five thousand dollar ad for the newer trucks for for an 18-speed manual. Still, I so so I mean we, uh, with higher diesel prices, did that maybe help to lift the uh, the manuals a little more? Because as you point out, if you know what you're doing, uh, manual transmission will definitely increase your your fuel efficiency quite a bit. Yeah, I think the way to look at that is the buyers who are looking for a 13, 18 speed manual are going to be the owner operators. We're basically buying a one, one truck for themselves or maybe a couple of trucks for, for a very small fleet. Um, so, you know, fuel, fuel prices are, are an indirect, uh, factor on, uh, on demand for those, you know, just in the sense that the higher fuel, you know, higher fuel costs go, the the less demand will be for owner operator trucks because those guys are probably going to uh, get out of the market or go work for a fleet. You know, I was going to ask you about whether the price of used trucks is a lagging or leading indicator on what's going on in the freight market. But you said a couple of things here are interesting. We know that the rates are way down, but you also said that the price of uh, used trucks is kind of stabilized for the last few months. So, uh, really, I guess the question is, I I think that. At least says for now, it's certainly a lagging indicator, and maybe not a great indicator at all. It, it sounds to me like this year we're at the point where the price of a used truck is not necessarily all that indicative of the strength or weakness of the trucking market. It is certainly to some degree because it's come down since the start of the year, but it didn't keep going down the way rates did. So this seems to be the, the, the I'd say the second half market of 2022. I'm going to go out on a limb here based on what you're saying, saying it's been a, a real aberration in terms of the correlation with trucking rates. Yeah, it really has. Uh, you know, the last two years, we, we threw all our experience out the window because uh, nothing was applicable anymore. Uh, I, I think the, the one place that we can say that uh, truck values in the trucking market in general is still a legitimate uh, bellwether for the health of the economy, the macro economy itself. Uh, truck values, uh, it's always been a tough one because pricing itself has always been dependent on the supply of trucks coming back in off trade, as well as the freight environment. Uh, it generally correlates, uh, uh, truck pricing generally correlates to, to freight volumes 
but there was a there's a bit of a lag. So I'd say if you if you want to look at truck pricing compared to freight volume, truck pricing is probably a, the lagging part of that uh, of that equation. Uh, freight volume establishes freight pricing, which establishes demand for trucks generally. All right. Well, I'm already going to guarantee you right now that I'm going to try to have you back on in December 2023 because this is kind of a perfect time to do it. And let me ask you, uh, used truck values a year from now, higher or lower? Uh, lower. Lower, definitely. Uh, well, you didn't hesitate on that. How much lower? Uh, we'll, we'll still be above, uh, at or above 2018 levels. I think uh, I don't see us uh, getting back too far down past uh, the last strong market of 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, well. I mean, maybe we'll run this little tape a year from now, and we'll see how how accurate you were. So anyway, I'll, I'll deny all knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's a fake video. Yeah. Fake. So we want to thank Chris Visser. He's the commercial truck senior analyst at JD Power. Certainly, the a used truck pricing expert, probably the biggest one that you'll ever want to meet. Thanks for joining us today on Drilling Deep, Chris. Thanks so much for having me, John. Great to talk to you. So you have been watching Drilling Deep. We or listening to Drilling Deep. We are part of the Freightcast family of podcasts, audio and video from Freightways. You can find us at Freightways TV. Each new episode drops on Fridays. We're available on demand at all times. I've been your host, John Kingston. And please join us again.